Hello and welcome back to Blue Royalty, a London is Blue show dedicated to the Chelsea women's team. We are here today with a special preview episode. Don't normally do these, but trying something out a little bit different uh, because we have a huge match against Manchester United on Sunday evening. I'm joined as usual by Abdullah Abdullah. Abdullah, how's it going? Good. Not too bad. Excited to record this preview and, and, and kind of, you know, look at what we're going to do ahead. But otherwise... Good day at work. You know, it's nice to come back and relax after an exhausting two hours. Well, that's that's good to hear. And we have got to bring us some Manchester United perspective. Natalie Burrell. Natalie, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Thanks for joining us. Um, so we're getting ready for, I think, the, the best fans in the WSL derby. I think we can all agree on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but quickly... We've got a bit of Chelsea news that we're just going to chat through. Jessie Fleming signing a contract extension, keeping her at the club until the summer of 2025. Her contract was due to expire at the end of this season. Uh, Abdullah, what what do you make of the extension? Um, I think it's very think- exciting. Yeah, no, super exciting. I think I think it's it's definitely one that was needed. I know we've we we've talked about probably not finding Jesse Fleming's best position just yet, but the potential for for what she offers and what we've seen so far is unreal. And if we're seeing that in you know a couple of different positions, whether it's out wide as a ten or an eight, then you know I'm excited to see what she does playing in in her natural best position and playing game after game after game I think there's a hell of a player in there that I think in the years to come can be ranking in the top three four of the Ballon d'Or I mean so I, I think I think I think we have a, a world-class midfielder on our hands and and, and to get her uh, extended for a couple more seasons I think is, is is fantastic news yeah an intriguing one the the two-year extension a little bit shorter than some of the other extensions we've seen I don't know how much to read into that I definitely feel like We've still not seen the best of Jessie Fleming in a Chelsea shirt, but she is playing a lot more this season, which I think is good to see. And, and she kind of spoke about in, in the interview she did around the extension about how maybe took her some time to adjust to a pro environment. Natalie, you've obviously got a bit of an outside uh, perspective on this. What have you made of Jessie Fleming's time at Chelsea and, and what do you think about the extension? Um, yeah, it's good um, for Chelsea, obviously tying up the players. I think you've got, Potentially, like us, a number of players out of contract. So obviously, you want to get the the key ones tied down. I think she didn't start a lot for Chelsea, but now she's starting more and she's becoming. Well, she always was a good player, but I think now potentially seeing that kind of player coming out. Um, I agree with Abdullah in that. Yeah, you're not. You don't know in what position she is, but I think as an outsider, I look at a lot of Chelsea players, and I think that I think I don't know where they should be playing or the ones that I think I, should, I do know where they should be playing they end up playing in a totally different role but you know it's working for you so good for you kind of thing and, you know good contact for her yeah um, definitely it'll be interesting to see how her role develops as the season goes on but we are going to be talking about Chelsea United today coming up on Sunday we'll be looking a bit at United season so far who their key threats are, how maybe we can get United. And we'll do a little bit of chat at the end about predicted lineups, predicted results, all of that kind of stuff. Um, So, yeah, it's been a good start to the season for United, but this is definitely their toughest game so far. They're still yet to beat Chelsea uh, in in WSL times. They did get that draw uh, at the start of the season, opening day, I think it was, a couple of years ago. Um, But... 
Top of the WSL, unbeaten, yet to concede a goal. Natalie, you must be buzzing right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy. I'm not buzzing. I think the way that we've played, <laughs> I think Everton was our best all-round performance so far this season. Um, I think even though like we beat Brighton, we beat Reading and Leicester was a poor performance, but we won. Those games, you didn't see the full 90 minutes performance, whereas I feel like Everton... From minute one to minute 90, we were on top, dominating. I think Everton did have chances, but there wasn't any time that I thought, oh God, like, I'm really worried about this team. And I think, I mean, I wasn't really worried about Reading or Brighton, but I think we just sort of took our foot off the gas, whereas I always thought that we could score, we could get another goal, you know, we were looking good for our, I could see the patterns of play, you know, it didn't sort of go from 100 to, to zero or, you know, it was it was a consistent performance and I was happy about that. You know, we've not looked good in the Conti Cup. That's by the by, we've looked very good, like I say, Everton and WSL. But I think these are the games where we expect to win. You know, Everton, they've never beaten us in the WSL. You know, Brighton, even though they have, you know, you expect to beat Brighton, Reading, Leicester, Everton. That's what we should be doing. And I feel like this is now, like you say, the biggest test. I think it's at home, best fans, there's talk of it being a sellout, all the fans are going to be behind the goal with the flags. So, you know, I think there might still be standing seats or get in, you know, any United fans listening, you know, get your tickets, come and sing for us. Because I feel like that when we have that energy, that's what really spurs them on. And it's games like this at home where I think we should be picking up points. And like you say, we've done it before without the fans. So now it's time to do it you know a draw would be good but do it with for the fans that are going to be there yeah I think this is going to be a great atmosphere I made the joke about the the best fans in the WSL but yeah the United fans really turn up and and I know there'll be lots of Chelsea fans heading up to Lee as well even though it's at a ridiculous time if that is what you want to do um I will be away so I won't be uh, I won't be at the game but Abdullah I think when I look at this United team this season, what's kind of really impressed me is how quickly some of these new signings have made a real impact on this starting eleven for them and just their squad generally. I feel like in the past, maybe the thing that's hurt United as seasons have gone on is they've not necessarily had the depth that City, Chelsea and Arsenal have. But now you've got kind of Myla Tissier obviously coming in from Brighton. She looks immense. She's just looked like she should have been playing at this level for years already. Lucia Garcia, who was someone who I kind of had question marks over, but again, settled into the WSL super well, looking much better in a United shirt than she ever does in a Spain shirt. And Nikita Paris as well, kind of been deputising for Alessia Russo with, with her injury recently, but getting in amongst the goals and kind of refinding a bit of her form. Um, what, have you, what did you make of United's kind of transfer window and, and also, yeah, what those new signings have looked like? Yeah, I'm super impressed because, I mean, like it's like every... I, I remember correctly, obviously, we had the Euros going on, the rumours running around, who's going to sign, who's not going to sign. and um, But like at the time, you're thinking the names bandied around. You're like, all right, fair enough. I mean, like Maya Letizia, Nikita Paris. I mean, I think Paris was the most... Uh, uh, open secret that there was uh, at least for for a good month. I mean, like pretty much everywhere you go, yeah, and the kids are signing. No, 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 it's, no, 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 she's signing, right? And <laughs> I, I, at the time, at the time, I thought, at the time, I thought, right, they're they're getting a good mix. I mean, by the end of it, I thought they got a really good mix of experience, youth, and kind of that in between as well, right? I mean. They ended up getting someone like Rachel Williams, free from Tottenham, experienced in the WSL, knows how to play there. 
great, fantastic. You know, you got a good player there. You went and got Grace Clinton, another one that's played in the WSL for Everton. So again, another player in and around that you can pick up and, and good add squad depth. But then you've got people like, um, you know, Maya Letizia, Nikita Paris, Lucia Garcia, and I would say Tunkara as well. Four players who are, you know, so good at what they do. And, and rather they either have the experience and they've been really good or they've got the potential to get there. So in, 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 the, in terms of Maya Letizia and Lucia Garcia, I think two players who... You know, there's room for them to grow. And then in Leticia's case, I mean, she's obviously played a lot of fullback for Brighton. But coming into this United side, playing as a centre-back, opening game, scores goals, uh, clean she. I mean, you don't... You, I thought... I know, I think we all thought that would be a good impact, but that was unbelievable. And then, obviously, Tunkar has played for, for France, Atletico Madrid, coming from Spain, coming in. Another solid experienced option to bring in there if, if anything was then and and um you know Nikita Paris hasn't done herself um you know any harm she's come in didn't have a great 18 months and then I think I think low-key Adriana Leon has been a really good signing coming from West Ham again another experienced player played for West Ham and I, I think I thought that West Ham was a good player but I felt like the team maybe wasn't suited for her and then I think now coming in adds in more depth in the forward areas so I just think I just think they did really really well to kind of um, reinforce what they lost in the summer. Whether it was Jackie Cronin, uh, Diane Caldwell, uh, Kirsty Hansen went out on loan. Um, so kind of these players that probably were you know we were, were like good, but they've gotten and gotten better, right? For the most part, in terms of this in this window. So yeah, I'm really I'm really really uh, I was really uh, uh, pleasantly surprised with with their with their shopping window. Yeah, I think um, a really good window. And shout out to Myla this year as well, getting her first England call-up yesterday. Very, very well-deserved. Um, Natalie, I just want to touch on the, the Conti Cup games because obviously there's been these great results in the WSL, but there was kind of this high-profile-ish draw with Durham and then losing on penalties, which I feel like obviously just comes from because fans like to rib other fans but is this just a case of United being like okay our focus is the WSL we're really after getting that Champions League spot we're not so fussed about the Conti Cup or is there do you think that hints that maybe things not looking as rosy as maybe they do if you just looked at the WSL results yes I think uh, the latter unfortunately I don't know it's hard because you know, um, Abdullah mentioned all the those players, and I do feel like, yeah, they are good players. But I think if you if we look at it, uh, and I don't want to be harsh, but it's Maya and um, Lucia are the main ones that are really starting. I know Paris has started like the last few games, but it's you know if Alessia was playing, would she be starting? So I feel like, you know, the Leon, the the Rachel Williams, Paris, these are sort of to boost our bench per se. And yeah, they probably are, you know, Diane Caldwell, probably not going to start two cars an upgrade on her, but it's sort of like the second string that we sort of need to see play and need to know that they can have that impact, maybe not doing as well as what, you know, the build. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, because, you know, I think there was a lot of talk when, when we signed those players that a lot of people didn't, you know, feel like they maybe they were up to the standard. You look at Jackie Cronin, she's gone. And, you know, I would have liked to have seen Jackie and Villa playing a lot more, but we don't see a lot of Villa. And then when she does come in, it's against Villa and Durham, maybe not in a top, you know, 
WSL when we're actually, you know, playing sort of maybe say the, the better players. I don't know. I don't want to be too negative. It is really good. Like I said, the last game was the best probably I've seen in a long time. Um, but then Durham, I could say it's one of the worst I've seen in a long time. So it's Jekyll and Hyde. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I just hope that, you know, the, the players that we expect to do well, like Leah, absolutely amazing. I thought, but you know, I expect her to do well. I expect her to have a good game on Sunday. And that's what I am hoping for. And so if it is a case of we're going to just, well, which we have pretty much throw the Conti away, I don't mind that if it is the Champions League, then I'm, I need to see it now. This is the game when I need to see what these players are about. And, you know, if we need to change it up, I want them to be able to come on like a Adriana Leon. She did well, actually, when she came on versus Brighton, but that's Brighton. I need to come on versus Chelsea and, and still keep that energy high and, and do bits then. And then I can say, oh, great signing. Yeah, I can see what's, you know, why she was brought in, this and that. And, yeah, forget the Conti Cup because we're going to be playing Champions League football. Yeah, but if it's just a case of potentially what we did see a bit last year as well, and then we fall, then it's just the same old. But, you know, who knows? Maybe some people might say I'm this and that, but this is how I feel about it. And I just hope eventually I'll be proved wrong because that's what all fans want. They just want to see their team winning. Yeah, definitely. And it will be interesting to see, obviously, with this being the biggest test so far. But Abdullah, something that I've kind of been interested about about this Man United team is obviously the return of these three Euro winners in Alessia Russo-Elatoun and Mary Earps, which maybe just brings a bit more of that like big game experience, right? Do you think, how important do you think that's going to be for United kind of across the season that that they've got these players who've gone and, and won a really top trophy? I think massively so. I think we already knew that last season, Russo, Tuna and Earps were probably United's three most important players, if not one of the top three, four players in that team that drove them through. And it, it was it basically makes up the spine of their team, right? You know, you've got you've got a striker, midfielder and and goalkeeper, right? Of 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 the four, you've got three players there. And I think the Euros, not just in terms of uh, notoriety and reputation, I think they themselves felt that they became big game players. And they, I think in their minds, they've gotten themselves to another level. So now that they've come back to United and they go into this first team, and especially in a game like this, you know, for them coming in, it's both a psychological effect for both the opposition team and their own team that, okay, we got three of our best players back in. They've suddenly become like these, you know, in, 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 in their minds, you know, top, 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 you know, level players, and I think they themselves have improved, right? They've they've just getting better and better, and, and especially in Russo and Tune, who were so young, and then I, I felt like this summer has almost aged them in experience in terms of handling pressure of big games, coming on in crunch moments. You know, Tune scoring the winner in the final, Russo, you know, with 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 clutch goals, you know, throughout the Euros, and I think last season they were good. I just feel like they're going to come in and they're going to have this different energy, like you said. And I think Earps is just going to be a lot... Like, I think if we take Earps, for example, I think that there's no been no story of a player that's been more transformed over the summer than Mary Earps, in my opinion, because she was good last season. I mean, but she wasn't great. She was letting in a few goals that she shouldn't have let in, maybe a few saves that were, you know, could have been handled differently, you know, some, you know, over-athletic saves and things like that. But then she goes to England, performs as probably the best goalkeeper of the tournament, and comes back like this world-class goalkeeper and suddenly, you know, you come and see she's come back to United and it's like, okay, wow, like I'm not 
the United goalkeeper of last season. I, I could not be the England goalkeeper, but for Manchester United. And suddenly, like, I think even in Chelsea's players, it's going to be like, I. This is a problem. The England players on Chelsea are going to know exactly what they're coming up against. So everybody just gets up on their toes and it becomes a real battle. I think this is going to be probably one of the biggest in terms of the energy and the performance and, and the atmosphere of Chelsea versus United in a long time. Because suddenly now you've got three, four players in there that can match Chelsea in terms of that um, mentality and in terms of that, you know, that arrogance of like, I am world-class player. I'm going to take this team to the scruff of my neck and I'm going to, I'm going to take us forward. Yeah, and I think that'll be really inter- I think that is an interesting factor because, you know, lots of the time in recent years it feels like United, well, ignoring the sixth one at the start of last season, but the two other games we played last season, including the final match on the final day, United did have opportunities to push Chelsea, but that final day one especially was when Chelsea just came back after half time. Obviously we knew we had to win to win the league and United maybe knew that because City were winning that they weren't going to get Champions League. But it just felt like their their heads went down. It just felt like it summed up the mentality between those teams. So I think this game will be a really interesting test case, especially if Rousseau is kind of fit enough to start this game as to how those three players might be able to change that impact based on what they learned over the summer. But we're going to take a quick ad break Thank you very much to all our sponsors. When we come back, we'll be talking a bit more in detail about United's attack and defence. All right, just quickly, it's great to see that we've got more than 50 five-star reviews already on Blue Royalty. So thank you very much for your support. But we know we can get more. Let's get it up to 100, guys. If you've not already, rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. Um, also, shout out to, to Brandon Busby going large on the YouTube vids at the moment. So if you want to see his beautiful face, you can get over to there to, to look at some of his Chelsea content. Uh, and as per usual, we're still putting out some some great TikTok stuff as well. Ishan absolutely killing it on the socials. So head over to, to TikTok there and you can follow London is Blue. All right, so let's start with, with United's attack because I think, well, to be fair to United, they've been good in attack and defence this season, but there's been a lot made Natalie, of this 10 different players scoring goals for United, which on the one hand, you're like, great, lots of goal scoring threats. But on the other hand, I'm like, does this mean there's no one person who United can really rely on? Um, Do you think this is just like a bit of an early season weird coincidence that you've had so many different goal scorers or or do you see it as, as a good thing? Um, I suppose you, I might have said what you said in the letter, yeah, who can we rely on? But I feel like because Alessia has been out, that would probably be the one who we would rely on. But we still have been scoring without her and we still look dangerous without her. I think uh, Leah and Lucia, for me, that is, you know, oh, I love, I've always loved Leah Colton from 2018 when she was killing it in the championship. I just knew she was special and then, you know, came into the WSL, was doing it, and I feel like we're getting that Leah Golton back again, the the, the the kind of winger that I love to see. I mean, a second goal versus Everton, she picked it up on the byline, you know, left, right, sort of jinking and just bang, but on corner, and that's the Leah that I love to see. I mean, we talk about that 1-1. She was obviously got on the end of a Jackie Cross, but I think she was great throughout that whole game. Um, and I feel like we're getting that Leah back to the best. Um, I really like Lucia. I know you sort of had that, I had a little doubts in your voice at the start, Jesse. But, you know, for me, I think when she signed, she was like, right, like Leah 2.0. And I feel like when I see her, even though she might try and beat a player in this and that, but she tracks back, she works hard, she's strong. I think if I look at a goal versus West Ham, it was a mayor ball over the top. And 
you know, she sort of barged, not barged, but sh- shoulders, shoulder with Sissoko uh, from West Ham and she just left her on the floor and like slotted it in. And I think that we need a bit of that. We need a bit of aggression. You know, Mark Skinner's talked about it last year and I feel like she does bring that. She brings that work rate, that that never say die, to win the ball back, to play it back, to t- you, Tooney, you know, get another goal. Tooney and Leah linking up has been really good. I think Tooney's been on and off. You know, coming back from the Euros, but I feel like she's always one that works hard, does well. And then, like, Nikita actually has surprised me in that her passing and moving. Yes, she scored the two goals. I think they were quite simple goals, but I think, you know, she's been there in that position to score it. And then the link-up play is good. I mean, she was part of the goal for the third where she passed it through to Lucia. Lucia, I think, sort of like semi-passed to, to Lad and then Lad slotted it in the top corner for, for 3-0 versus Everton. So, you know, I think the patterns of play are building up. It's good to see. I think they know how they want to play. But I feel like, you know, Chelsea's defence will sort of know. But I feel like maybe your defence hasn't been as, you know, on top as it maybe should have been. So I do feel like the games that I've seen, you know, Villa's goal, uh, West Ham's goal. I do think there's avenues that we can exploit. But as you pull back to that first game, you know, there was a lot of avenues where we could have exploited even more in the first half and we didn't. I feel like that has been our issue from day one, clinicalness. You know, I think in the championship when we were playing, we could have really got 100 goals in there and it's just not scoring when you get the chance. And I feel like in the WSL, if you don't do that, then you will end up you know, potentially not getting what you deserve. So I think that everyone needs to be on the top of the game. All the attackers take your chances. And I feel like, I don't know, I don't know what could happen, but then we'll see the best Man United kind of thing. Yeah, um, United got 10 goals a season from 4.26 XG. So definitely seems like the finishing is is a bit more on the up this season, at least. Um, but that's obviously kind of from open play. But Abdul, let's talk about United set plays, because to me... This is an area where United obviously really do excel and that kind of comes down to to one woman and that's Katie Zellum. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, just talk talk to me a bit about Katie Zellum and what Chelsea should be aware of when it when it comes to her threat from set pieces. I, I think with Katie Zellum, I think it's if there's there's one thing about her, it's just like you said, it's her set piece ability. I think she's one of those players that you know, I, I don't think it's talked enough about in terms of her delivery from set pieces, whether it's um, a free kick, corner. I, I mean, she's just got like this pinpoint accuracy that, you know, we, we probably, you know, lack in, in, in some ways in, uh, with a lot of players and in, in generally in football, right? You know, you you think of um, Chelsea, they've got a couple of us, you've got like Penelope Harder and things like that. But then, you know, when, when you look at across the league, you don't really see players um you know that, that you wouldn't put Katie Zellum in that list exactly at that you know at the top of your mind going oh you know what great set piece taker but really I mean for United last couple of seasons it's, it's been fantastic with the way she's um she's she's been uh, she's been performing I mean if we generally look at it she's got like she's averaging 0.47 assists per 90 this season already and she's got three assists so like I mean that's already massively outperforming her um, her, uh, you know, assist total in general. And, um, you know, and I think considering the players that United have, right, they've got, 
Miletic is already, like we said, has already scored a few goals um, already, and 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 with with the other with the other centre backs and then and the other big players that they have, I mean that Chelsea will need to be on their on their toes and uh, especially at corners and and uh, indirect free kicks because that's probably where where they're going to hurt. And I think the other added benefit of Katie Selim is really smooth and slick pass of the ball um, and really understands the pace of the game. And what I mean by that is. She knows when to slow it down, when to take it, when to, when to make it quick. So even with the free kicks, right? If we take the, if we take set pieces again, she'll know if there's an opportunity. You know, Chelsea maybe even half a second off in terms of getting ready. She'll just take that free kick, or she'll take that that corner, or or or, or make that pass so quick that you know suddenly you know with the pace that United have uh, on the counter, I think it's it's unbeatable. So there's a, there's a, and I think there's a player in there that is severely like another one that's really improved over the last you know, 15, uh, 20 months or so. Yeah, I, I think she's she's a fantastic player, especially when it, it comes from set pieces. And she likes to whip one in directly from a corner. So we'll have to look out for that one too. But when it comes to open play, um, it's hard to kind of look beyond Tooney. Natalie, you've just said you feel like she's had a bit of a an up and down season, maybe. She's leading United in terms of shot creating actions. And actually, she's kind of third across the whole WSL. Um, what she what she looked like post Euros, and and what can Chelsea kind of expect to to fear from from the way she participates in United's attack? I think. Well, I'm not surprised that you come out of that start leading in this shot creation. She always is sort of in and around in that ten, creating, passing it off, assist, goals. She's already got two goals in that Brighton game, but I just I don't know. I feel like it was a bit for everyone. They have a, they've had a bit of a Euros hangover. I don't know. Um, if that's just the case, I don't know if that's the case for every single lioness, but just some of them have come back maybe a bit not on form. But I feel like since she went away again uh, after USA, she came back on form and she's she's slowly creeping. And even though Everton maybe wasn't her best performance compared to the Brighton one, I just felt like you know she had two shots there. She she was in and around. She was making. A nuisance of herself, and I feel like even that six-one game. If you look back, it was her and Russo linking up that got that goal when Russo came on um, and tried to get us back into it. You know, I just feel like a lot of our creativity does come through Ella, um, and I feel like you know, I feel like you just need to stay on her. You know, close the spaces around her. I think she, I think Mark called her like space finder. I can't even remember the word, but you know that that kind of thing. So I think if if you give her the ball in space, then just know that she's probably going to find a player or probably going to have a shot. And I suppose you know for Chelsea, it'll be closing those spaces to make sure she's not as much of a threat. But I feel like even the game that we did have, she will always get into those spaces. Always be at the end of it and. You know, I could see her maybe getting a goal. I don't know. But hope she would get a goal for us on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, a really exciting player. And and Natalie talked a bit about Leah Goldson as well, Abdullah. Um, she's a player who I absolutely adore and I think is so deeply, deeply underrated in this league still. Uh, obviously, because she's kind of chosen in the past not to pursue international football. I think that probably contributes to things. But something that really stood out to me when I was looking at some of United's data before this is that when it comes to areas of control on the pitch, um, that little block just by the opposition corner flag uh, on the left-hand side, United still get the majority of touches there. And that will be a lot to do with Leah Galton. Um, you spoke on our last episode about 
Eve Paris there, and I assume we're going to probably see her there. What What do you kind of think of that that matchup and and Golton in general? I think that's going to be a huge matchup. Yeah, first on 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 Leah Golton very quickly. I think yeah, like you said, super underrated. I think is one of those players that just works so hard, and I think has has gotten better in terms of uh, her quality on the ball in the last season or so. But I think specifically on that matchup, I think it'll be interesting because if we're going to go by Eve Paris's last couple of appearances, and obviously especially with the last one playing a lot higher, Chelsea playing with, you know, a, a midfielder going into right back, kind of covering the spaces and Eve Perisse pushing forward. I don't think Eve Perisse can do that in this game as much, um, mainly because I think she'll know that Leah Galton is so good, not just with her pace, but Leah Galton can go on the outside and she can come on the inside. And if Eve Perisse wants to have any chance of being able to mark her cover, she can't afford to be too high up the pitch. Or even if she is going to play in a similar role to the way she did it, she did it at Villa, I think Chelsea's have to be near flawless in build-up coming out from the back. Because if there's any loss in possession and she's even three, four yards ahead of where she should be in, in, in a defensive situation... There's a huge gap on the, on the right-hand side or in midfield, if especially if a player's coming across. So I think that's what Chelsea need to be careful. It'll definitely limit her um, limit her time uh, moments going forward um, because especially when, when when United have the ball because um, we, we know how good they are on the counter-attack. Obviously, Russo, Toon, Golden, these players, are, Lucia Garcia even, like these players are unbelievable on the counter-attack. So I think that's definitely going to be a one, one interesting battle to watch and, and kind of how Chelsea cope with that. I think on the other hand, if she does choose to play a little bit more of a narrower position, Leah Galton that is. I think Parise coming inside um will will make sense, but then it'll it'll come down to then, you know, who, you know, whoever's playing at left back to then come on the overlap. So I think I think it's gonna be a tough game for for Eve Parise. So like we said, it's gonna be a big game for everyone. I think to kind of test Eve Parise's once again her kind of how she settled in, how can she handle you know, these situations where you've got a really, really good, you know, left winger and obviously you'll have probably have an overlapping left back. How does she deal with these situations and can she impose herself going forward? Um, it'll be super interesting to see. Yeah. All right. So we've talked a little bit about how United can maybe get at us, but let's chat a bit about how we can hurt United. Um, it's been interesting, I guess, the, the past couple of games, obviously the one on the last day of the season ends up standing out because we just basically had Sam Kerr scoring goals, which were a joke. So it's been a, a little while, I think, until we saw a really dominant Chelsea performance against United. And that was the 6-1, where basically United just couldn't deal with our press at all. We turned over the ball really high and totally exposed them at the back. Um, it's been interesting this year. We're, we're pressing quite a lot less. We're total middle of the pack in terms of the press, but we're still leading the league in terms of shot ending high turnovers. So we're not pressing a lot, but we're pressing quite effectively uh, when we do get the ball. But naturally, one of the things that stood out for me for the from the United-Everton game was that actually I thought United were very good at playing out around Everton's press. Do you think, do you feel like this team's got more press resistant? Yeah. I feel like I totally agree about the Everton game. We looked really good from their press. I mean, I know uh, Harder said that Everton were really good at pressing and I just feel like the way we did play, like I said, it was one of our best performances that I've seen probably for a while. Um, I feel potentially with with you guys, I mean, we've, the Leicester game wasn't the best 
potentially and I feel like they if they were a bit more clinical and another team would have won and like I was saying about the other two games that we did play it was you know a better team like a Chelsea probably would have got points I hope that for us and our defence and dealing with your attack I hope that on a back she will be back I feel like she's a really key player for us in that defence um, she's part of the leadership group for us which is uh, Bit, bit strange for me because seeing that's you know Spanish and I've not heard a lot of English interviews but you can just tell from the the high standards that she has that this is the way she wants to play and wants the rest of them to play so you know I feel like Maya though I know we said her earlier has added so much and I just this is going to be a really key game for her and Millie um, in my opinion but I feel like she has really changed the way we play I think Millie was a big loss last year and she's come back and I just hope yeah I mean like I said it looked good for Everton there was times I was looking at it I was thinking don't what are you playing that ball for but it was they just <laughs> did it and they just moved up the pitch and I was like wow this is great but you know Chelsea are better than Everton so it's, it's going to be tough it's going to be tough but I feel you know I'm quietly confident but not fully fully like oh we're going to do this we're going to do that I'm just hoping that everyone has the best game in the defence in the midfield in the attack and then I feel like we'll see but I feel like if anyone's off the game or potentially if Anna's not playing and you know what you know any little niggles any little injuries then you know I'll be worried but I just hope the the, the back four that we have seen the most of that's the back four that plays yeah, I, I think United definitely have looked better in, in that area. And I, I think, as Natalie said, Myla Sissi is obviously a big part of that. But we talked about Leah Goldson kind of dominating on the left-hand side for United. Chelsea have got the opposite side of the pitch. They really dominate the right-hand side. Abdullah, there could be a nice little Chelsea match-up there, potentially with, you know, I guess if, if Honours back, maybe Hannah Blundell plays there. Um, Maria Torres Dossier could also play there, or I guess even actually they could swap and if Batia was fit, play play her there as well if they were worried about that side. But how how do you think you know those players will kind of cope with with Chelsea's wide play? And also, I was a little bit surprised that we dominated the right hand side. Are you surprised? Uh, yeah, a little bit, but um, but you know it, it is what it is. I think I think it's good. I mean, I think if 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 we you know we talked a lot about. Um, we talked a lot about balance in the last episode, right? About the fullbacks with Magda being a little bit more defensive and and and, and uh, if Paris being a little bit more attacking. I wonder if this is um, if this is a is this a game where Chelsea want to maybe double up at left back and maybe maybe they switch to a. I know we'll get into formations and stuff later, but maybe it's a time for to switch back to maybe a natural three, play Guru at left wing back and get maybe like Penilla Hada on the left hand side and you double up against. You know Thoris Dotter and and or Blundell, depending of you know uh, who's playing, and it'll be interesting because I think both ways Blundell will know these Chelsea players really well, or at, le- at least you know um, go right and play, having played there a little bit with her and Penilla Harder. But at the same time, I think one of the reasons she left was she, she was she was a good player. It just you know it just didn't work out at the time, you know, with the minutes and everything and. And I think with Chelsea, those two will be like, all right, I think we can get the better of of of, of Hannah here, and it'll be interesting because I think then United will then need to throw resources out there, maybe even double up on the marking and kind of make sure that that Chelsea don't overload. Because I think we've generally seen, uh, you know, we've talked about the fact that Chelsea's from a width perspective have 
opted to go more from a wide area. And I think more often than not, it's from the left-hand side. And I think Girl Wrighton has been in the form of her life, you know. So there's there's no stopping that girl, you know, even if even if you put, you know, put a block of wall against her. So I think stopping her will be United's biggest concern. But at the same time, I haven't seen a team been able to stop Girl Wrighton, you know, you know, when they have tried. And I think that is where Girl is most likely going to have the lead on that. But especially if you're going to have a free-running Panela Hada also kind of dropping in with that left-hand side. I think that link-up can be a very, very dangerous uh, place for United. And, um, you know, if we're, if we're looking at, you know, shot-ending high turnovers, then then you've got two players who are so effectively good both in possession and on the counter-attack that it, it makes United's defensive transitioning game so much more important. And that's where they're, I think, their defensive midfield and obviously the back four comes into play. And considering their back four has been pretty good, obviously the addition of Maia Tissier, you know, you know, maybe Tunkar can come in there or, you know, Militana continues there. So I think for United, it becomes super important. And just like we said for Eve Perisay, that she can't maybe venture as forward as she can because of Leah Golton, I don't think, you know, whoever plays that right uh, right back for them uh, is, is going to be able to venture forward too much because if there's even a step out of place, even more so, Brighton will be in behind you throwing in a cross and anything can happen going from there. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that kind of all lines up. But Nathalie, I just also want to quickly talk to you about Mary Earps. This game will be statistically the game between the two best goalkeepers in the league with Mary Earps coming out on top uh, in terms of her post-shot XG just ahead of Anne Katrenberger. Um, what have you kind of made of her her post-Euros and her start to the season? Obviously to go five games without any goals conceded. She feels like a player who really thrives off confidence and she obviously got a lot of that from the Euros, right? Yeah, and... To be honest, I feel like Mary is a bit underrated. I know people might laugh at it and it's fine, but I just feel like no one expected her to have the Euros that she did. I think she's come back to the club and she's been absolutely amazing for us. I think she's been clutch. I think she's kept us in games. I think if you look at the save versus Brighton when we were 2-0 up, if you look at the save versus uh, Leicester when it was you know 1-0, one, one there's a little few times there when, yeah, you know, she could have been better, but uh, like the confidence, like you say, you know, Everton, there was a few times they got in behind, big massive saves from her, kept keeping us in the game. And I just feel like that's what I wanted for Mary, what everyone's wanted for Mary. And we're seeing it now and she's 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 doing it for club and country. And I feel like, for me, I feel massive, she is underrated because, not because people don't rate her, she's a good keeper, like you say, in top one, but I just feel like it's sort of maybe unexpected but, you know, she's, she's showing it, she's doing it, and you've got to give her the credit uh, for doing that. And like you say, confidence, she's she's showing she's the number one um, WSL goalkeeper, and she'll want to keep that clean sheet. They'll all want to keep it. And I feel like she will pull off some big saves for us in this game, keep the score down, you know, keep Chelsea. I don't think she'll keep them for scoring. I think you'll score, but... You know, I do think there'll be moments we'll need and she'll step up and she'll make big saves and we'll be like, wow, hopefully. <laughs> no, she's definitely a player who for a long time I've been like, oh, don't know if she's like quite at the requisite level. And I've always felt like maybe she's got a mistake in her. But at some point you have to look around and look at the run of form she's had over the summer and now into the start of the season and say, well, you know, players do improve. Maybe she has just kind of moved on and managed to get some of those errors out of her game and, and gone to the next level. And like, to be honest, I'm, I'm tough for her because I know she's kind of said before that before the Euro, she didn't really know where her career in SR was going before she kind of got those England call-ups again. And she 
ousted a very, very good goalkeeper from that team in Eddie Roebuck. So, um, yeah, it will be interesting to see both for, for her and AKB because I think they've got similar vibes sometimes as well when it comes to that little mistake in them. But we are going to take another quick ad break. When we're back, we will go through some potential team lineups and get our score predictions. All right, Abdullah, I'll come to you first. Do you think we'll see Chelsea sticking with our lineup from... The Villa game, that was uh, AKB, Perise, Buchanan, Bright, Eriksson, midfield of Ingle, uh, Cuthbert and Harder, and then a front three of Kerr, James and Wrighton. Is that is that where we think we'll be, we'll be going for this one? I'm very tempted to say yes, but another part of me, kind of what I hinted at before, I, I, I have a sneaky suspicion maybe Chelsea go to a three at the back here, but more of a traditional three at the back where essentially I think... You know, Ericsson goes into a bit more of a centre-back position. Perry Say and Wrighton become your wing-backs. And then you push James Kern harder as a front three. And obviously that means that you're probably going to have to drop... Um, uh, you're going to have to switch out Sophie Ingle for someone else. And, you know, this could be a game for either um, Neve Charles or even you could even play Jess Carter somewhere in there. Because I think United have a lot of... Um, have a lot of dangerous forward players. And I think with the way Chelsea's back line has been playing with Ericsson at left back and Buchanan and Bright, you don't want to let Ericsson get into one-on-ones with, um, you know, Lucia Garcia. I, I mean, Alicia Lehman, we've talked about Alicia Lehman is <laughs> not the best, right? But she got... <laughs> I will agree. Lucia Garcia is better than Alicia Lehman. Yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> so, like, you... If if Lucy if Alicia Lehman can cause a f- couple of issues to Magda Eriksson, I don't want to think of what Lucia Garcia could do, right? And so it becomes one of those things where you're like, do you then want to protect Magda and not let her be isolated and play play her as as you know, play her as a center back rather than uh, a left back and you bring in someone a bit more you know, somebody else and or but because there's no other natural left back, you could either put Jess Carter there and let her do a number on whoever's playing a right wing, Lucia Garcia in this case. And then you, you know, you drop one of the other centre backs in the case, maybe possibly Buchanan or Ericsson, whichever one, or you switch to a three four three and you bring in and you bring in uh, you bring in somebody else in, into midfield. So I think I can think it could go either way. I think just to be different and cool, I'm going to go with the three four three and just stick with my idea and stick with my theory and see how we do over there. Love uh, yeah, that. That, that's different that's, that's and cool. Kind of, yes. Yeah, different and cool. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. <laughs> okay, yeah. I would definitely be down to see Jess Carter play because I'm always down to see Jess Carter play and I think she could be really effective against either of United's wingers, to be honest. But I have a sneaking suspicion we might see something very, very similar to what we saw against Villa. But Natalie, looking at United, um, there's obviously been a couple of absentees. Onabatia has been out for a while because of that concussion, but I think we... She might be coming back for this. And then Alicia Russo came on uh, towards the end of that Everton game. So are we going to see United reverting to the 11 that started the season before any of those injuries got picked up, do you think? I think definitely we'll see Anna Bacci playing. Um, for me, she, I mean, I know I was waxing lyrical about uh, Maya and I think she's been absolutely fantastic. But I just think Anna, for me, is is one of the best fullbacks in the league, in the world, I don't care. Like she, I rate her that girl so highly. I feel like she as well has three assists. So it's not just defending, it's going forward. I just think she's amazing. And I feel like she'll be key for us stopping that right-hand side. I feel like she will play the right. Hannah will play the left. Maya and Millie. 
And then I think we'll see Ladd, Zellum, Tooney. And I think he'll keep Paris, you know, because I just feel like even last year we brought on uh, Alessia. I feel like she's only just come back. We know after this they're going to play well um, in Spain for the Lionesses. So I just feel like having, you know, the threat of Alessia off the bench rather than like risking her, I just think he he's going to do that. But I think it'll be Leah and Lucia and then like Nikita. And I, and I heard something, I don't know who it's from, but I think it was even you and this, I can't remember, but it was just like she's a confident player and she needs to carry on playing. And even though, yes, eventually, she, you know, Alessia will start, I feel like the fact that she's got pretty much two and two, I'd just, yeah, keep playing her. Uh, and then, like you say, Alessia can be that threat that comes on. 60, 70 minutes and, you know, you have to deal with them when, if, if we've kept it scoreline low or just, you know, one goal in it. And then, the, then, then as you were saying, the free kicks, the corners, you know, Alessia's header in there, it can sort of change it for us, hopefully. So that's the formation I see us playing and, and the players I see playing um, and then how they might, might switch it up in game. Yeah, Paris, I mean, would definitely be, I think, an interesting, different challenge for Chelsea because I think that back line has definitely looked worse when it's been up against speedy players. And it's not that Rousseau's not speedy. I just think that's not the bulk of her game in the way that maybe Keats offers a bit more of that pace. And to be for United to have three quite fast players across their front line, I think that would definitely be an area where I could see Chelsea struggling when the defensive organisation hasn't hasn't necessarily been there and yeah kind of like Abdullah's touched on it will be interesting to see maybe whether there is a preference for for a back three as as a result um but I wonder if we will see, see a back four but I think it will definitely be no offense to Man City not that I ever really care about giving offense to Man City but I think it'll be Chelsea's biggest attacking test of this season so far and you know the defense has kind of elite goals so um I mean, maybe it's just one of those cases where you go in and you think, well, we're just going to have to try and outscore them. And, and that has been the case, I guess, for Chelsea with United in the past, that as much as Chelsea tend to score in all their games, they don't keep necessarily keep clean sheets against United that often. So um, I think this could be a high scoring one, which leads me on quite nicely and totally accidentally to score predictions. Let's finish off this episode with some score predictions. Abdullah, I'll come to you first on this one. What are you saying? Just to keep in line with the different and cool vibe that we have going on over here, I'm going to go with a 2-2 just because I feel like okay. both teams will score. Chelsea haven't been great defensively, but I think Chelsea's attack also has a lot about them. So I'm going to go with a 2-2. If you want to give me, if I'm going to give you scorers just for the sake of giving you scorers, we're going to get a Pinilla penalty and we're going to get uh, an Aaron Cuthbert screamer. Oh, okay. Who's scoring for United? Ah, uh, we're gonna. Okay, I'm gonna give one to Lucia Garcia because we've been talking about her for a while, and I think you're gonna get a Alessia Russo late cameo goal because that's what Alessia Russo does. So that that's that's gonna be mine. Not that the world is about me and football is about me, but it would be so <laughs> me after. Occasionally being rude about Luthia Garcia for her to score against Chelsea. Yeah. So yeah, I can I can imagine that one happening. Uh Natalie, what are you saying? Are you gonna back United for the win on this one? Yeah, I'll always back United for the win, you know, and but 
if, if you gave me that 2 2, right, the way Abdullah's just said it, you know, with a last minute Alessia Russo header, and, you know, imagine if it was, <laughs> you know, in front of our fans, I'd take that too. That would be, you know, 89th minute Alessia Russo header to, to draw the game. I'd take that now. Um, but, you know, yeah, why not? 3 2, Man United, let's go. And, you know, let me just throw in Leah Galton there because I just feel like Leah, um, yeah, for me, underrated players, I really rate them. So, yeah, like you were saying, that pace at your back line, even with Keats, I, I do, I'm excited, but then I'm nervous going the other way. So I do think, like you, I think there's, both teams are going to score. I can see it being high scoring. So I, I would be very happy with a 2-2, 100%. All right, well, I'll go with kind of the reverse of what Natalie hinted at there, and I'll go 3-2 Chelsea, because, again, I think it will be high scoring. Um, I... But I feel like Chelsea still might have the edge both psychologically in some of those wins that have come against United and in terms of maybe United starting to feel the the pressure when when teams do start to expect you to keep up your run. And I think, you know, I don't know if the players will be feeling that, but there's definitely a longer season goes on and they keep their winning streak out, the more there is that kind of feeling of you you start looking over your shoulder and I just think Chelsea might be better able to to deal with that um but I think it'll be a good game and I hope it is high scoring because I I always really enjoy these these Chelsea United meetings I think they're two teams that um both know how to to grind each other's gears in in a fun like attacking sense not in an annoying when we play Arsenal sense and then it feels like everyone's cheating like I just always think these games are, are good fun but Natalie I assume we'll be able to hear you loud and clear uh, on the TV early yeah. yeah yeah see me in the stand behind the goal with the flags so I'm excited because it's the first time they've opened up that end for Man United fans so I hope a lot of fans come and stand and sing with the army and we're loud and proud and you know I'm 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 excited because I feel like we do well at home. You know, it's our little fortress. I feel like I would be more nervous if it was at King's Meadow, but I feel it's at home and we're coming into it the first big game and I feel like they're going to be up for it. So I just, I don't know, I hope they give it something for all the fans to be happy and go away with smiles on their faces. Yeah, it sounds like it's going to be a really good atmosphere. So if you are half thinking about going, make sure you snap snap up your tickets because it sounds like it's selling well. Abdullah, you're going to be staying up late for this one or watching it the next morning? Uh, I think a bit of both. It's it's, it's, just for anybody who doesn't know, it's a 10.45 First half at night. Second half in the morning, pretty much. 10.45 kickoff, so I'll watch the first half at night, go to bed, wake up, and then watch the second half. So it's going to be a literal tale of two halves for me. All right, and I'm off to Madrid this weekend, so I'll be watching from Madrid. But we'll be back on Monday once we know what happened. I hope you enjoyed this preview episode. And until we speak to you again, Chelsea fans, you know what to do. Keep the blue flag flying high. (laughs) 